0: hello 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 welcome back to become a calm mama i am your host i am Darlene childress i am a life and parenting coach and i was just thinking about this i've been doing this work for 11 years no 12 years a really long time and i just love helping moms feel good about their lives and feel good about raising their kids and have more peace and more calm so they don't have to yell at their children and feel overwhelmed all the time. So with that in mind, I have back to school on my mind. I'm thinking about all of us that have kids going back to school soon. Some of you have kids going back to school, you know, this week, next week, and then some are a little bit later. But I wanted to give you a back-to-school checklist. You know, we see those checklists kind of everywhere, um, you know, at, the, at Target or a grocery store or whatever, like, you know, make sure you have all your back-to-school supplies and, you know, and all of those things are great, but they're very practical, right? They're very much about, about acquiring stuff. And I want to help you acquire kind of peace and joy and a mindset and a rhythm that works for your family. And I wanted to help guide you through what I think... That are the three things that help you really set yourself up for success this school year. My goal in this podcast and in all of my work with parents is to help you feel calm, right? The purpose of this podcast is become a calm mama. And part of that is, you know, loving the decisions that you make, feeling really clear and confident about what you say yes to and what you say no to. I want you to feel like the leader in your life. I want you to have room in your life for fun and ease and joy and so that means sometimes saying no to certain things, saying yes to certain things at different times in order to really create the peace and joy and, and fun in your life that you want, right? The calm as well. So this episode is my best attempt to help you feel free to opt out of some shit and say yes to stuff that truly matters to you. And I'm going to take you through a process to help you figure out what is it that matters to you, what's important to you, and then how to make decisions to get that. So let's get into it. So, the the three things on the checklist one is intentional focus. I'm going to help you figure out what is it that you want to focus on this school year for yourself and for your family. So, intentional focus is one. The second thing is intentional priorities. What are your priorities? What are you going to be working on? And then the third is intentional routines. So we're going to talk about intentional focus, intentional priorities, and intentional routines. So here we go. What do I mean by intentional focus? So what I like to do personally, I've done this for years and years and years, is I sort of choose one word or one theme for the school year. A lot of times people do this in January. They say, okay, you know, what's your theme for the year? What's your word for the year? And I love that. I do do it for the beginning of the year, but I also really do do it for um, school years. I was a student for a long time. Then I was a teacher and then I had children. So for me, going back to school does feel like the beginning of the year. My birthday is also in September. So it just kind of always feels like the beginning to me. And I like thinking about looking forward for the school year and looking at my family and myself and deciding, okay, what is it that is important to me? What do I want to focus on for this year? So it can either be a, fra- a feeling. So sometimes I chase feelings, like I chase, like this year, I want it to be the feel- the, um, the year of joy. Or this year, I want it to be the year of calm. The I want it to be the year of connection. So I'll pick sort of an emotion that I chase. And then sometimes I choose... A theme like like a phrase or or a thought that I decided like I remember years ago I started to say I choose peace and harmony over stress and perfection and I just made that my mantra for an entire school year. So I've chosen a lot of different ones this year for me personally my word for the beginning of the school year is savor. I am this Coming year is the last year that my children will be in K through 12 education. So my youngest is about to be a senior, my oldest is about to be a freshman in college, and so I just want to savor this year with my youngest son at home and that dynamic of like going to school every day and having that school rhythm, having the you know you know getting them off to school in the morning and then that after school time. This is the end of that. So I'm savoring. That's what I'm focusing on. But like I said, other years I've chosen totally different things. I remember one year I felt um, that the previous year had been way, way over the top in activities and responsibilities and commitments. So I chose balance. There was a year I chose something called nothing extra. I didn't want to do any house projects or take on any volunteering Or do anything extra, just the bare minimums. I've picked years where I'm focused on productivity. To be honest, we've talked about um, in our family, like some years are work years. We're going to, you know, buckle down and we're going to get it done. And that might, you know, mean that there's less time for friends or vacations or activities. So kind of thinking about what do you, what's important to you right now in your life? So how do you decide this? One of the ways that I like to figure out what is important to me is looking back at the previous year and kind of reflecting on it and asking, okay, what worked last year and what didn't work last year? Like, what do I, what do I not want and what did I really like? And that can help you figure out what's important to you right now, especially in looking at what didn't work. So why why do this? Why am I starting with intentional focus or intentional feeling? Like what's the reason for it? And really it's because your brain it needs a place to focus. It needs a goal. Because it helps the brain know are we safe? Are we on track? Is everything okay? What are we doing? And when you tell your brain, this year, the most important thing to create is joy. This year, the most important thing is to create is, is feeling grounded. Um, this year, the most important thing is to savor. When you tell your brain that that's what you want to focus on, it starts to look for evidence of that happening. And then it will also point out to you when it's not happening, when you're not experiencing the thing that you wanted when things feel off or they feel hard like if i'm you know feeling resentful towards Sawyer next year i will have to remind myself oh wait i don't want to feel this way i was wanting to savor this year i was wanting to treasure this time with him and so let me reset and refocus back on the thing that i wanted so when you decide what you want to focus on when you don't have that your brain will find, oh look, we're not doing it, and you can reset back to your goal by either shifting your thoughts, like, like what I just exampled, like, oh, I, I don't want to like be mad at my ch- my son. I want to savor him. I want to enjoy him. I want to celebrate his achievements. I want to acknowledge the senior year and all of the um, rites of passage that come with the senior year. I want to be present. So I'm gonna, oh yeah, that's what I wanted. I'm gonna reset back to my intention, and then you know create the the routines and the rhythms and things like that to create more of that for myself. But you can't create something if you haven't decided what it is that you want. So that's number one, intentional focus or intentional feeling, whichever one feels right to you. Now, the next thing on your checklist is intentional priorities. So what do I mean by that? Based on what you want to chase, like what feeling you're chasing or your focus, it's time to start to look at what are my priorities or my goals? Obviously doing goal work is really, really valuable because it gives your whole family and an attention of like what it is that we're learning or, or what skill are we growing in or what are we practicing or what are we what values do we really want to exemplify in our family? And I like to think about... Okay, I'm chasing this thing on one side. I'm chasing saver. And then I have my priorities or my goals. Now, if I were to pick that I was going to expand the business this year, like my priority was work and my intentional focus is saver, those two things would be in competition with each other and it would be difficult for me to achieve one or the other. Or I'd have to be super intentional about how I went about my work goals. So we want our work goal, our goals, not just work, but our goals, our family goals to align with the thing that we're chasing. So another example is like, if I want to feel really grounded, right? If that's what my phrase is or my thought that I'm working on, it might not be the best year to take on a big responsibility like PFA president or the PTA president or something, because your, your, your commitment and your, priority is going to conflict with the thing you're chasing. So I like to figure out first what I want, what do I want to feel? How do I want my, you know, my intention to be? And then look at the priorities and think, okay, what fits, what aligns? So what what do I even mean by priorities? I I think of priorities in categories a lot of times, and it helps me sort of Go, okay, well, in our home life, we're working on this. In academics, I want to work on this. And then social and emotional, I want to work on that. So I like to pick, you know, a a few different priorities for our family or for my parenting or for my kids based on these categories, Now, listen, this is a little bit in the weeds. You don't have to go this far with it, but if you're like me at all and you like kind of structure and systems and things like that, if that makes sense to you, then this is my offering to you. If not, don't worry about the three categories. It's just a way for you to think like, okay, so at home, I want to focus on hygiene or chores or um, family time or moving our bodies more, something like that. So you can just think about in our family, what do I want? You know, our family to focus on more family dinners, or more movement, or health, or better relationships with extended family. I want to be closer to the cousins. I want to see my parents more. I, um, you know, want to balance screen time. We're way off balance over here. So thinking about kind of your home, your family is one area to focus on, and then the academics is more about. You know your children's actual skills around, you know, learning to read, learning to write, learning to do math, or you know, time management, uh, subject-based content. Maybe they're really struggling in in science, especially as they're older. Maybe you want them to practice critical thinking, or organization, or stay or concentrating. Maybe you want them to work on like you know more motivation. So you look at your child as a student that's one part of their life and you can take an assessment and look okay what do i want what do we want to prioritize this year what do we want to teach what do we want to focus on now if you notice i'm saying what is one thing that we want to focus on or what are a couple things because you really can't do all of it at one time it's too overwhelming to decide that you're going to work on um, you know, your, your family's health and diet or something like that. Like you feel off balance and then also screen time and then also hygiene and then also bedtime and then also family time with the cousins and then also quality family time with your kids. Like plus your job, plus you want to teach them chores. Like just saying it, doesn't it sound awful? <laughs> it's like, you can't, you can't really build everything at one time, nor do you have to, it's overwhelming for you and it's not necessary. So each year you kind of establish a new routine or a new rhythm or a new skill set and it doesn't have to be a whole year but like each season or period of time you pick a few things and you're like this is what we're focusing on right now. Same with academics. You don't need to get your kids completely at grade level in all the areas or if your kid's already at grade level advanced in math and language arts and reading and you know they should be able to like start a podcast when they're seven or whatever. Like we don't need to be um, super focused on their academics all at one time. Just let them grow and learn at a pace that feels really um, typical, right? Like normal, like a, I mean, normal for a human. We have a really long childhood and a really long adolescence as a species. So let your kids kind of flow, let them learn and grow at their own pace. So we don't need to shove everything in. We don't need to fix our family and fix the academics and then also fix the social-emotional all at the same time. So the social-emotional, the way I look at it is I look at my kids and I'm like, what gap do they have in terms of their social-emotional health? So are they self-aware? Are they able to recognize their emotions? Are they able to manage their emotions? Do they have those skills to express their emotions in ways that work. Are they socially aware, right? Do they know how to establish and maintain positive relationships? Do they have self-agency? Like, are they able to set goals, pursue those goals, and achieve those goals? And are they resilient? Are they able to overcome obstacles? Like, do they have grit, right? So they don't need to be socially aware, manage their emotions, have self-agency all at the same time. Like You can't do all of it at once. We got to figure out a few gaps and then add some structure in so that they can practice those skills. So let me tell you how that works for my family for this year, right? I said I've chosen saver. So my home priority is quality family time. That is, I'm going to make sure when I build my my, my rhythm, my week, and like what that looks like. I'm going to design time where I prioritize family time, particularly time with my son. So he's going to start driving soon. He's going to be in his senior year. He has a job. We might need to pick like a date night, right? He and I, or an intentional, you know, look at the calendar every month and say, let's pick this one day that we're going to do this fun thing together. So because I've made it a priority, and it's part of my focus, I'm going to make that happen. Now, for academics, I've chosen motivation and goal setting for my kids. I really want them to start to build those skills around, you know, setting a goal, sticking to it, you know, being motivated, that kind of thing. So I'll sit with both kids at the beginning of the year and ask them, what are your goals for this year? What are the grades you want? How do you want to feel? What do you want to achieve? I've done this for years with them. And um, even when they were younger, like even when they were in elementary school and they didn't even have grades, uh, we would talk about like, you know, what, what's your favorite subject and what do you like and what do you want to learn about? Um, What do you want to get better at? Let's figure out, you know, do you want to learn how to do division? Like really pulling them in. And so that the, the goal setting is part of their, of, of their own like mindset, right? So it's really becoming their, their life coach in some ways. So I'm going to continue doing that, working on those academics and, you know, just making sure that Sawyer's skills are ready for college and that he feels really confident for himself that he's prepared. Um, and so that's what we'll talk about in academics. And then for social emotional, I, I really would like to see more self-agency in one of my kids. So I want that like whole goal setting and like really de- being determined like, Hey, you set this goal. Are you into it? Like what's your goal? And, and then holding them accountable a little bit for that. And then the other one I've chosen resiliency or being resilient and overcoming obstacles. So I don't like actually get to make that happen for them. Right. I can't like be like, now you are resilient. But I am, because it's my focus, my priority, then my conversations will be a little bit more around, you know, around that. Like, I'll be curious, like, hey, what's coming up for you? What? Where, why are you not um, showing up the way that you want? What are some of the obstacles you're having right now? Um, how are you going to overcome those? What's your plan? So it's not a lecture. It's not a monologue, right? I'm not just going to talk at them. I'm gonna look at the gap and then ask questions and help them grow. And you can do that at any age, not just because my kids are older. You can really look at any seven, eight year old, and or even four year old, and say, "Hey, you've been hitting a lot. Like, what's what's happening? Do you want to hit your friends? Okay, what what can you do instead? When you want to hit, what what can you do? And let them start to do the thinking and the and the um, you know, the the process of that goal setting and like deciding for themselves. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to have to figure out a way to stop doing it. Such a beautiful way of parenting. So how do you decide? How do how are you supposed to decide what goals you should have? Right? So one way is to look back at last year, what worked, what didn't, what were the gaps? What were some of the feedback you might've received from teachers or coaches or things like that? And then, um, you can look at what what wasn't working and that can help you decide what's important this year. Or just like, where's your tr- child struggling? You know, what what seems to be the thing that they need to work on? And that's how you figure out what to focus on and, and what to prioritize. So, you know, why do you do this? Why, do, why am I teaching you to set goals or prioritize? It's because of the overwhelm, the sheer overwhelm of parenting. Like, there are so many things that we feel pressure to make sure our t- our kids master, right? And there feels like there's a timeline. <laughs> Actually, there doesn't even feel like there's a timeline. It's almost just an expectation that they should already know all this stuff. Like, no, kids don't know how to fall asleep until they learn how to fall asleep, right? Kids don't kn- know how to wash their hair until they learn how to wash their hair. They don't know how to overcome obstacles until they learn how to overcome obstacles. All of it is a process. It's like children are born immature. Like literally that's like their job. That's why they're children. And they have a lot of years, you know, we talk about the brain development. The brain isn't really, um, continue, not done growing as they say until age 25. And then we have neuroplasticity and we can change our brains all throughout our lives. You're still learning and growing. I'm recently going to take up um, embroidery. I've done it before in the past, but I'm going to rekindle that interest and I'm going to get good at it and I'm going to take a class. I've learned about business. I've learned about, um, you know, food and diet and management and health. And I love learning, right? We all love it. So you, your kids, I don't want you to feel pressure that they have to know everything all at once. So being intentional about working on one or two things will help you feel less overwhelmed. If you notice that your kid has a gap here and a gap there and a gap there, and then you're like, oh my God, I got to teach them this. I got to teach them that. Especially if you have like a preschooler going to kinder, kinder going to first, fifth going to middle school, middle school going to high school, high schooler going to college. We start to go, oh, they're not ready. We got to get them ready. This isn't good, right? And that can feel really like a lot of pressure. So when you have an intentional priority, it will help your brain relax. It will help your brain say, okay, I see this missing skill, but we're not working on that thing right now. We're focusing on this, this year. So I'll get to that later. So really helping your brain say, okay, I can, like, I always have conversations with myself, but it's like, listen, you can trust me. We'll take care of it later. I'm going to teach time management later. I'm going to teach personal responsibility later. Like I'm going to teach these other skills and these values next year, next month, you know, in eighth grade, like we can just push them out and focus on the one thing. It will be hard because you're going to see those gaps. And so some thoughts that you can borrow are, I have plenty of time. This is what I'm trying to share with you is that, I mean, I have a 19-year-old. He's about to go to college and I don't feel like he needs to know everything. Like, he's going to figure it out. He's got so much time to figure it out. There's no pressure. There's no time pressure. Even when they're in a transition, you can just be like, yep, I don't know. They'll figure it out. Or they won't. And they'll, well, they will. (laughs) We all do, right? It might take a long time. So thinking I have plenty of time or my child has years to learn this. Another thought I want to offer to you is that there's no such thing as behind. Like you cannot be behind yourself. It's just not possible. So your child is only in a race with themselves and they're not even racing. Like they're only in the the only um, benchmarks that they need to use are are their own benchmark themselves as the benchmark. So the comparison game and, and all of that, I know you do it because you want to make sure you're like doing everything right for your kids. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably doing a lot of things right. So you can relax. You can just trust yourself. Trust yourself by say, by thinking, I can make this happen. My kid is exactly where they need to be. My favorite thought that I say a lot is parent the kid in front of me, not the one I wish I, I wish they were or the one I'm afraid they'll become. So just really calming that anxiety that shows up and just saying, we've got it. It's not a big deal. We'll take care of it. You can trust me. And, and then I like to just like make a little note in my head of like, oh, better teach that next year. Better work on that soon. Okay. Now, the third one is intentional routines. So the routines is, is how you create the thing that you want it's the how, right? So it's like, what do I want? Why do I want it? How am I going to get it? The The routine is how. So how you spend your time, how you spend your energy, how you spend your money, these are our resources that will determine your results. So if you have specific things that you want to work on, you want to make sure you create time and, um, and, and focus on putting that in place. So how do you even know what to do, right? So before a school year, I really like to spend time thinking about how I want our days to flow because there are some basic things that need to happen in a child's life, right? They've got to sleep. They've got to eat. They've got to take a bath, brush their teeth. They've got to do schoolwork and they've got to do some chores, right? So When we put in these basic things and we go, when is all this stuff happening? Then you can start to see when do you have time for the rest of the things, right? So if you want quality family time, you got to look at your schedule and figure out when it's going to happen. If you want to make sure that you focus on hygiene, you've got a middle schooler or an early high schooler and they're not really taking care of their skin and you want to prioritize that hygiene, then you're going to need to build in a rhythm and time to make that happen. So you've got to make sure dinner's done and homework is done so that, you know, when it's time to wash faces at eight o'clock or whatever, you're present in that bathroom and you're like, okay, I'm going to teach you how to wash your face. I'm going to teach you how to do the skincare routine. I don't know why that was my example, but maybe because I have middle schoolers on my brain because the middle school class is coming up. But thinking about Okay, so I want my kids to take out the trash. I want them to like, you know, uh, to clean, clean up their room on Saturdays, like whatever kind of things that the basics, then you can start to say, all right, what's, what time, energy, and money is left? And then that's when you start to add in enrichment. I love enrichment, like sports, art, music, dance, theater, language, religious education, all of those amazing opportunities are great. And they actually can help us um, teach our kids the skills and values. We can use enrichment for our benefit to get the things that we want our kids to learn. For example, if we want them to learn how to manage their emotions and we put them in a, uh, like a sport that is hard for them or that they, you know, Uh, they're like determined to be like the winner or whatever, and then they are on a losing team and they have to deal with that failure and that disappointment. That's good. I want my kids to struggle. I want them to be in enrichment activities that are challenging in social settings that are difficult. I want them to, you know, pursue art if they're not a good artist or, you know, those are really, really valuable. And They are time consuming and they take money and they take energy. And if you have your kids driving from Taekwondo to art class, to soccer practice, to piano lesson, when are you cooking dinner? When are you sitting down as a family? So if your priority is quality family time and you have your kids in four enrichments a week, you're going to not have a lot of time to create the thing that you're chasing. You're going to feel frustrated. And then that's the same with, with free screen time. Like when are your kids going to have free screen time once enrichment's done, chores are done, homework is done, ba- bathing is done, eating is done, right? Like how much time is actually left? Typically there's not much. So free screen time happens when there's, you know, free time, right? So you want to see where is the free time? When can my kids play video games or watch YouTube or whatever they do? And then for you personally, you know, deciding, are you going to volunteer this school year? Are you not? If you do, what can you commit to? What do you have capacity for? So the list can seem long, right? Deciding all these things. But this is what parenting is about. And I've noticed that when, when I work with a family and even in the group or, or in one-on-one, and we sit and we like map this out a bit and they're like, okay, okay, this feels really good then they actually achieve the feeling that they want. When you pre-decide what, how you want things to feel, you pre-decide your, your priorities, then the rhythms and the routines are a lot easier to figure out. But it also means that you're going to be saying no to, to some stuff, right? You, if you've chosen feeling grounded and, and you know peace and harmony and calm and just balance, then you might have to say no when you hear all the other moms are signing their kid up for basketball. You're like, oh, I didn't know everybody was signing up for basketball. And you've decided that you want to only do one thing in the afternoons because you want to have more time at home and you want to have more balance and more peaceful rhythm. You have this choice to make. You can sign up your kid for basketball or, or not. Because like I said, enrichment is really great, but you want the things that you choose to be aligned with your focus. You want the things that you choose, how to spend your time, to be aligned with your priorities. So you might, instead of saying yes to basketball, you might say yes to tutoring because you've decided academic skills are what you're focusing on. Now, what happens to moms is when they're like, you know what, we don't have time for basketball. I'm, we're not going to do it, or I don't. We don't have energy for basketball, or whatever it is. Your brain will start to do the "uh oh" story. It will be like, "Uh oh, your kid is going to get behind." All those kids are bonding in basketball and your kid's not in basketball and they're not going to have friends. And they're, all those kids are getting good at sports and your kid is going to get behind socially and physically and they're not going to know how to play basketball and all the other kids are going to get good at basketball. And you start to freak out like, oh my God, I got I to gotta sign them up for basketball and tutoring and art and dance and piano and language right? Because you play that uh uh-oh story out and you're going to end up overcommitted and overscheduled. And then that leads to burnout and resentment. And that leads to dysregulation and you yelling at your kids and stress and you get to hurry up. You got to get to soccer. We don't only have five minutes, right? That's not a calm mama. That's an overwhelmed mama. So my goal for you is always to help you become more calm, to create more peace, to have the life that you want. So if you're making decisions from that fear or worry place, you're going to lose sight of what it is that you're trying to create. Saying no is not bad. (laughs) It's not going to hurt your kids. Your kids don't need basketball or taekwondo or dance or cumon in order to be successful. That's not our benchmarks, it's not doing things that makes your kids emotionally and socially healthy. What we want to teach our kids, and that's what I teach in the Emotionally Healthy Kids class, is we want to give our kids the tools to cope with emotions in healthy ways, right? Know how to have good relationships, know how to trust themselves, take risks, achieve their goals, know that their worth as a human is not based on performance, or external behavior, right? That their worth is inherent. They don't have to prove it. They don't have to be be something in order to get love, right? And we also want them to be take personal responsibility. So you can do that with enrichment and extra activities, but regular things, school, vacations, family time, meals, playtime, time with siblings, time outside, chores, taking care of pets, all, all those things that you do with your kids, they're very, very valuable. Not just the shiny enrichment, not just the, oh, we're on a travel soccer team and that's, you know, my kid's pathway to success. It's like, it is a great tool. Enrichment, all the enrichments are a great tool to help your kids practice skills and develop values but they are not the thing in themselves it's just the process of like this is hard and I'm going to learn how to overcome or this is difficult or I have big feelings and I'm going to learn how to deal with them I'm going to learn how to communicate with my coach or my teacher or my mom or my sibling or my neighbor so anything you do with your kids is valuable and not just the shiny things so like I said in the beginning, my goal for you is that you feel calm this school year, that you love the decisions you make, that you feel really clear and confident about what you're saying yes to and why and what you're saying no to and why. So I want you to ha- I want you to feel like you're the leader in your life. And that way you enjoy your life more because you're not like a victim to oh, the schedule and I don't have my kids, like I'm driving them everywhere and I have to do it and I don't, I you know, I have no time for myself. Like you're not the victim of your life. You're making choices. You're empowered. You get to decide. And no matter what you decide, it's great when you decide from that place of leadership and intention and knowing that you're prioritizing what is truly important to you. And then when you are running all around like a cuckoo mom and you're doing all the things, you know it's because you chose to. That's a very empowered place to be and it helps us feel calm. So this, uh, this episode is my best attempt to help you set yourself up for success this school year by knowing what you're saying yes to and why, what you're saying no to and why, and then creating a beautiful rhythm that is aligned with the thing that you're chasing this school year. So, as I savor my time with my kids, um, with, with my last kid this school year, I hope that you create whatever it is that you want for yourself and your kids this school year. All right, mamas, have a great week, and I will talk to you next week.